Hey everyone, join me up next as I talk about East Palestine, Ohio and the horrible train derailment disaster there. Who showed up and actually cares about the people? And who's really just ignoring the situation? I think you'd be surprised about that one. And the Secretary of Transportation, who's really more interested in a photo op and his Instagram than actually doing anything uh, besides just pandering to the media and giving sound bites. Uh, and a bit about big corporation America just stomping on the little guy like the residents of East Palestine. And also big government, the oligarchy, just the elitists really getting too big for their britches. And it's time to bring the voice back to the people of the U.S. All that and more coming up next on I'm Not Famous. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Something I've been wanting to talk about uh, for a while now, uh, something that happened a couple weeks ago. You've been listening to the news. Uh, there was a horrible train derailment and a chemical sort of disaster, really, in uh, East Palestine in Ohio, in the U.S. And uh, I guess what I wanted to talk about is, is accountability and, you know, how, how the government reacts to these things and those who, who can help and should help and how they react or don't react. So, you know, first of all, we live in a, in a very industrial age and it's not possible to say that every, every accident is uh, avoidable. But, you know, unfortunately these things do have to be investigated because you shouldn't assume that it was just an accident. I think using that word is a bit vague these days. Uh, if there are, you know, precautions in place and maybe something could have been done, maybe something uh, you know, was, was, was missed or avoided or precautions. Again, that's, that's for the, the NTSB to investigate. So that's actually who's doing the investigation now. But, um, so this train, it was a, a Norfolk Southern uh, Railway train um, derailed and spilled some nasty chemicals into the ground and groundwater and the surrounding area and the EPA in their wisdom Again, I say in their wisdom, I don't really know what the right or wrong thing is to do. All I know is they did set it on fire as a way to get rid of the chemicals, but then you have a huge plume of Armageddon fire into the air, now spewing the chemicals into the air uh, uh, to the absolute fear and dismay of all the residents. Now, uh, so again, this is about accountability. Now, one person, uh, is um, um, Pete Buttigieg. He's the Secretary of Transport. Now, you know, you get these titles not just for a photo op, but this guy really does seem to be in his career that I've seen when I was looking around. He really is just the, the photo op guy. He's the, and he, he's got like the red light syndrome. Anytime a camera is on, his hair's ready and he's ready to go. He's ready to, to have a good chat. The old smooth politics chat. But he's not really a man of action. He doesn't do anything. He hasn't done anything the entire time he has been uh, the uh, transport secretary. And he's also been on um, paternity leave, maternity leave uh, for the past few months, uh, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's really coasting. And I think he thought he could coast over this one, uh, that uh, it's really not for him to, to drop by. And he's happy to just go on the news and let the, let the media... Uh, be his champion. But you know the funny thing? Uh, even the far left, they eat their own. Uh, just ask Don Lamont. They ate him up, didn't they? Uh, but that's another story. He made a, an ill-placed comment about um, women being past their prime. 
um, and then, you know, uh, certain things they can or can't do because they're past their prime. Uh, he said that on the air, right next to his two female uh, co-anchors. Uh, good move, Don Lamont. But anyway, uh, he, uh, he's been slightly canceled. But uh, anyway, they do come after their own, and that includes the media, the mainstream media. Don't trust them. If you think you're in bed together, um, a day will come when they'll throw you under the bus. So with, with Pete Buttigieg, not really wanting to, to even think about going there, which, again, I'm not saying every politician needs to go on the ground to every disaster, but something like this in the, in the current sort of political climate, I'm sorry, that's exactly what you need to do. And, and he hasn't shown up. Uh, and the NTSB, they're doing a proper investigation now. That is their job. And, and that's fine. They're on the ground. They have been there since day one. Hopefully, again, these are the people that investigate these situations impartially, which is what you need to do in these, in these kind of things. Um, you can't have some third-party company bought and sold and say, oh, yeah, we investigated it internally. It's all fine. You know, that would be something that, that Norfolk Southern would probably want to do. Oh, we, we investigated it internally, and, and we've closed the book, so it's all good. You know, you, you don't want that. But when it comes to accountability, you know, um, the, the residents, you know, they're told to leave. And, and the thing is, is then they're told to come back a couple days later. Oh, it's all fine. It's fine, fine, fine. And then you see, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but uh, you, when you see something, uh, it's, not, it's not hearsay. It's not a conspiracy theory. When you see the videos and you see it, you look on YouTube, uh, it probably won't be in the mainstream news. But when you see them, um, you know, they go to the, the river and the water and the local streams and they poke in the water and this horrible plume of, of blue and red and green and awful, you know, not normal, okay? Water doesn't look like that, folks. It's obvious to anyone's eyes that the water isn't contaminated with these chemicals. And it's not something I don't want to just get my can canteen in there and have a sip. Of course, that's what they did in typical Obama style. If you remember Flint, Michigan, um, I swear, it's like these things people forget. Same thing happened there. The water was absolutely contaminated. But there's Obama putting on a show, drinking the water, supposedly, from Flint. Hey, everyone, hey, I've got my glass. All right, everyone calm down. I'm taking a drink. Taking a drink. It's fine. The water's fine. Everyone, you're all fine. Come on and, and just bathe and drink the nasty contaminated water. This crap already happened before, and it's happening again. Everyone, come on back. Bring your, bring your families, your kids, your pets. And then when people start getting sick, when they can taste it in the air, and again, this is coming from the residents on the ground, they can smell it, they can still taste it. God forbid you drink the water if it's still in the air and you're, you're, you're coughing or your, your skin is reacting. So again, these aren't wild conspiracy theories. A train derailed with toxic chemicals on it, the toxic chemicals spilled, they burn them, it's in the air and in the water, and then I don't think everyone should just go back and think it's okay. So anyway, so they're all back, and then they just want something simple like answers. I think everyone's entitled to that. And again, you think, oh, this is America. It's, 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 it's the Western world. It's, uh, it's a society where there are people, there's, there's police, there's people that take care of us. Um, you pay taxes uh, you know, for your government. There's protection, there's aid, there's, there's, there's money for you. You know, in the past long time, decades, I've never seen this happen. It's like America is more like a third world now because when these things happen, ah, 
Just let them live with it. They're, they're, they'll be fine. The hell with it. And so they're crying out for answers, and they don't get any. They don't get any from Norfolk Southern because they won't come there because um, they're worried about, about violence. These people are just, they're a bunch of elderly people standing around just saying, can you please give us some answers? I don't think there's going to be a mob, and I don't think it hurts to at least save face to just drop by, just do a drive-by. And here's the other person who has absolutely gone missing. Oh, wait. We did see where he popped up. President Biden popped up in the Ukraine for a photo op with Zelensky. You know, the Ukraine, why did he go there? Why does he not care about citizens in the U.S. who've gone through a disaster? Again, I'm not saying the president has to visit every disaster, but in this case, I really think this was the wrong move. Shows up at the Ukraine because, well, you know, there's incentive there. There's the war machine. You know, there's money. There's money involved. There's, there's profit to be made. And I'm sorry, that's not a conspiracy theory either. Either, War is big money. And guess what? The Democrats on the left, they are the warmongers. They love it just as much as anyone else. They love it because it is the machine behind the machine. It's the oligarchy that runs everything, you know? It's, it's all the big companies that, that own all the politicians. And he's one of them. He's owned, by, he's owned by Pfizer and China. Give me a break. Come on. So he's over there doing his photo op. He's got to keep that relationship good because there's too much at stake for him, you know, politically. And also, not to be mean, it's not like Biden makes his own decisions. He's told to go there. The machine behind him says, this is where you go. You must do this because we have deals in place and we have warlords in place and we have arms dealers. We have the money machine is turning, uh, Biden. And you're part of it. You're already in. You know what I mean? We've got the dirty pictures and the dirty books on you and, uh, you know, locked up in a safe. And if you don't do this, Biden, you're in trouble. Absolutely. He is owned. So he goes there and guess who shows up in East Palestine, Ohio? Trump. Now, again, when I say the word Trump, uh, everyone gets triggered. It must mean I'm for Trump. No, I'm just pointing out it's interesting that, that even Trump, who, again, he is not the answer to all of our problems, but you know what? <laughs> God damn it. He made a smart move. That's a smart move. And whether it's just a political stunt or it's something that he really feels, I, and I'll be honest, I think it's a bit of both. He's not inhuman. Uh, if anything, he's the most, uh, most honest of the corrupt politicians. You know what I mean? That's the thing about him. That's the thing they hate, too. My favorite was the debate with him and, and Hillary Clinton when he absolutely said... Uh, yes, I take advantage of all the tax breaks. I use them 100%, just like you do, Hillary, just like all your friends do. And yes, I don't want them to change the laws because they get me out of all that, and that's how I make money, just like you. And her face was gobsmacked. They're like, oh, God, you're letting the cat out of the bag. That's why they don't like him. He is a wild gun, and he's going to go in and, and disrupt things. But you got to give it to him. He showed up on the ground right in East Palestine, talking to the people, walking through the crowd, saying that, you know, we're going to get you sorted out and we're here for you. And, and, and he's there. So that, I'll be honest, that's, that's a good move, especially if he is obviously still intending, and, and he is officially, 
trying to run again. Again, that's a different story. I'm just talking about intent. I'm talking about actions over words. And that was a wonderful gesture. I don't care who it was who showed up. It just happened to be Trump. Uh, when all these other people who are accountable don't show up. Pete Buttigieg, President Biden, Camilla, I don't know where she is. She's somewhere cackling, having fantasies about yellow school buses. <laughs> don't you love a yellow school bus? She's, she's, um, she's off her tits. So, so Trump shows up. He does the right thing, I think, in, in this particular uh, political climate for sure. And then he, you know what? At least he has the pulse of the people because Biden and, and Camilla are so far removed from, from real life. They, they live in a bubble, absolutely. He, he talks his, his, his Trumpian talk, which is really just people talk, talk talking to the people honestly. And uh, he brought, brought water, brought them some water, drink some water, uh, and he brought them to McDonald's. Again, you're like, oh, these are all just cheesy things. I, I'm gonna be honest. If I was in the town that I just saw a giant explosion that looked like a nuclear bomb and there's chemicals in the air and the government told me to come back and, and my dog's all of a sudden limping and I've got my nose bleeding and I'm not feeling well and, and no one gives a shit about us and someone comes by and gives us a heartwarming speech, comes through the crowd, shakes our hand, gives us a genuine discussion uh, and then takes me to McDonald's and buys me some food. Shit, you, you've, you've won me over because you're there and you make me feel like you're a human and you understand that, that we are actually citizens of this nation who deserve this. So yeah, I'd be sold. So I just, I think that's fascinating that the people who, who could make a good gesture and a good, a good show of it uh, haven't even done it. Now apparently, Pete Buttigieg has finally shown up after two weeks of being pestered about it and pushed and people asking and saying, this is despicable that you haven't even, haven't even shown up and, and, and looked over the site and, and given, given a speech or something. Just only on the air, only on the air when your hair is right. Photo Op City, oh yes. He is the photo op guy. He's gonna run that into the ground. So, you know, here we are with, there's just no accountability these days. And I mean, I, I hate to go into the, the big machine behind everything, like I say, the, you know, when you say deep, deep state or the oligarchy, well, that, that's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, I do believe that the U.S. government has gotten too big for its britches. And that is, that is different from talking about America when someone says, oh, America is corrupt, America. You know, I think what they don't understand is I still remind everyone, especially with something like, like the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, uh, I swear, these are the only things that we can cling to because, you know, they are amazing documents and amazing words that, that I'm sorry, other countries, they don't really have the, the same exact, uh, you know, thing as far as something that was spelled out as how, how we want to build this nation. And, you know, when these words were written, it was at a time when, when you know, the, well, the, the, the U.S., the territories, they were the terrorists. And they were fighting against, you know, a, a, an evil, you know, monarchy trying to rule them from afar. And, uh, you know, it was a time of revolution and, and trying to ensure they created a different way, 
a way that involved all of the people, that the people had a voice. You know, they didn't want a dictatorship, they didn't want a monarchy, they wanted something different. And yeah, all different types of government have been tried before. You know, people definitely should always, I think history is one of the most important classes that kids miss these days. You really need to take world history and actual factual logical history, not rewritten emotional history based on someone's new narrative or ideology. You should look at Roman history because they got a few things right and then a lot of things wrong. And that's where people forget. If you don't, if you're not a student of history, you really are, you're just destined to repeat the same mistakes if you don't understand it and don't keep an eye out for, you know, the red flags. But my point is, is for America, it is really based on honestly such good things. And I know everyone from that time is being, being canceled because God forbid they're all chauvinistic white males. But again, you know, <laughs> they lived in a time where the world they lived in, a lot of the things that they were involved with were the norm, were the absolute norm. And then they were the actual ones who wrote the words to say, we can't fix this now, but we're fixing this for future generations and we want to build this for you because we hope that you can do better. So don't cancel them. They've given you the tools to have freedom of speech. They're the ones who have written the freedoms so that you can go out and talk shit about America. Does everyone ever think of that? You know, all the college kids in their, in their Nikes and all their expensive gear talking shit about how horrible the country is they live in and then they, you know, they go home and mom picks them up in the Tesla and they go home and, and they play PlayStation. Yeah, your life is so shit, dude. Get off it. You know what I mean? You live in a country where someone next to you can exclaim his pride for the American flag and someone right next to him can be burning the American flag. And you know what freedom of speech is? It's about letting them both do it. And the fact that I say that, well, I'm, I'm canceled because that means I've gone against the extreme left and I've gone against their narrative, which is anything that goes against them is wrong and must be silenced. Does that sound right to you? I love how they call other people fascists, but they literally are the ones that act like that. When they don't hear exactly what they have preached to you, and you're not reading the script, you're not reading the message, you're done, you're canceled, you have to be buried. And that is not equality, folks. So I guess I am, I am just, I'm feeling this now, this East Palestine thing has made me just, I want people to understand that you have a voice, especially in America. I'm not saying I, I want you to rise up and have a war, I think that's what we need to try to avoid is, is this divisiveness. That's the other thing that gets so, so old. Why the left wants to divide. I, I remember again the idea of America being a melting pot. All different cultures, especially you look at New York. Different races and creeds and religions and cultures. All of this mixed together. And it, it doesn't take away from it. It doesn't mean you can't still pass on your legacy and lineage. It just means it's amazing when it all comes together and people learn about each other and you can all live in the same city and celebrate it all. Not, not divide it, not put, you know, black, white, and Asian starting to separate. How are we going backwards? How is it we're going backwards and starting to actually segregate people? And that's what everyone wants. That's the ide ideology that drives me nuts, that you are only identified, you are only important based on the superficial things. 
your skin color, your, your religion, your lineage, your, your, your choice, your sexuality choice, uh, your sexual preference. That's it. I'm only identified by these superficial things. That annoys me because everyone on this planet is an individual and there's only one of you. There is only one of you and there only ever will be. So all of this is leading up to, I really think America needs to collectively understand that America is made up of states. Yeah, okay, that does sound divisive, but that is what it is. There are 50 states. <laughs> and all together, though, they have one vision. They're all Americans. Uh, and that includes everyone who has emigrated there from, from the beginning of time to now. And you're all Americans. So the thing that makes me sad is I feel like they don't have a voice anymore that the big machine, the oligarchy behind the government has just become too powerful and they just think that they are now a dictatorship. And I'm sorry. Even, and I'm not, I'm not zeroing in on Joe Biden. He's just a, he's an old man with dementia, but you know, the, the puppeteers behind him, when he, when he says these speeches, God, they're nasty. I've never heard such disdain from a president when, when talking to the American public when doing a State of the Union. It's so, so threatening, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's just hard to hear that kind of stuff because he's talking to the people that, that, that are canceled, that don't fit their narrative. And he has just alienated half the country when he does that, or possibly more, you know? Why would you do that again, even as a politician? That's just stupid. Why would you not just generically say, we need to come together as Americans? But no. It's condescending and attacks anyone who doesn't preach the narrative, preach the ideology that, that he's in bed with. And, that, and that's just sad because the whole point of America, again, is that you're supposed to have a voice and you're supposed to be protected. You know, you elect senators to have a voice for, for you, the elected officials for each state. Um, again, I always say, I'm sure someone starts out in politics with, with, with dreams of being uh, you know, altruistic and, and wanting to help people. But unfortunately, once they get further to the top, they just become corrupt, corrupt bastards. But the point is, is they are meant to speak for you. And if they don't, you need to get rid of them. Uh, again, that's another, that's another difficult thing because well, once elected, they just never leave. But... Uh, I, again, that's something to discuss that, you know, I think, I think, you know, representatives need to, to have terms where they only do, like the president, a couple of terms, for, just do four years or something seriously, because these people who have been doing it for, for 30 years and, and they're pretty shit at it, even if they were good at it for the first few years, they've now just become complacent and part of the machine and they are of no good to you. They are of no good to you if they don't speak for you, because they're not speaking for you. They're speaking for whatever lobbyists paid them. They're speaking for whatever big tech or big pharma company paid them. I'm sorry, it's just a fact. How do you think politicians make money? They don't get paid a lot. Truth be told, if you become a doctor, you make more money than them. Okay, doctor drives around in a Porsche. But you see, again, like Joe Biden, wow, where did he actually get his money? Well, these are the things that, unfortunately, they don't like to talk about. They don't like to talk about uh, the Biden laptop and, and, and the ties to China and, and, you know, the possible, you know, 
illegal insider sort of information and trading and, and payoffs that could come to this. And again, you're like, oh, God, that's all just, that's such annoying sort of politics movie stuff. Yeah, but everything, everything even in our wildest fantasies does come from somewhere, somewhere realistic at some point. And I'm just saying, just think about how do politicians, some of them, the ones who are, get so rich when their actual wage isn't that much. Okay, tell me they're not in the pocket of somebody and they're not getting paid off. And when you're in the pocket of somebody, that person's keeping an eye on you. Sorry, I think the American government has become like the, the worst traits of the mob. Um, no real loyalty to the people, but they're the mob nonetheless because they are just in their inner circle and, and they're going to keep doing what they do if you let them. So look, I, I don't have the answers. All I know is I can see the problem. And, and it's, yeah, it's, and it's not, and it's not against capitalism. That's, you know, corporations who have sort of evil sway over politicians. That doesn't mean the heart of, of free trade and capitalism is, not the, is the problem. I mean, I think that's what makes America great. And that's also what's suffering, all the small businesses, you know, um, the mom and pop stores, uh, communities and families and towns all dying. They should, they should have support, they should grow, you know? That's how a little company becomes McDonald's. Uh, again, whether you like McDonald's or not, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a, a great hard luck story from, from a small burger shop to worldwide domination. But I'm just saying, you know, at the heart of it, Healthy competition is a good thing. That's how it works. Um, otherwise, you end up, well, then you end up with communism, you know? All stores, same. Government store. Food. Food store. You know? Toilet paper store. It's no, all right? It doesn't work like that. And if you think they've done well, uh, yeah. Do, do, do the Russian people look happy, you know? The cold, bleak winter, I, I, you know what I mean? So don't be down on the idea of America on the amazing ideas and the virtues and what it stands for and, and what it's supposed to be. And I don't know, just start to realize that the states and the people of those states need to start electing the right people and start realizing that they have a voice and, and making the kind of place they want. Like I say, it starts small. It starts with your family. It starts with your community. It starts with your city and then it can be your state. And no, I don't want it to be this uprising against the government, but there just needs to be a change because they have just become too powerful and they think that they're here to just dictate to you and that they own you, and that's sad. And look, again, this East Palestine disaster, I feel ties into all that because uh, big corporation, big money, um, treats these towns and these people like shit and, uh, and the government, like I say, is certainly either non-reactive or too slow to react and too little, too little too late. But, you know, we'll see how this one plays out. Um, I hope that their community is not, not destroyed, you know. Uh, I think it was, uh, they said, oh, all these, there are a thousand of these type of accidents a year. All right, well... <laughs> That doesn't make it a good thing. And uh, I think there are different degrees of accidents. I don't think they're all like this. I think we'd know about it if there are a thousand of these freaking chemical spills 
and explosions in uh, in communities all around America. Uh, but then again, maybe we wouldn't. I don't know. We barely knew about the Chinese spy balloons. You know, that took an average citizen just looking at the sky with a pair of binoculars going, oh, that seems funny. And we let that go. <laughs> we let it go all the way to the end. We made sure it had all it needed. Again, even if it is some innocent weather balloon, <laughs> I, I really don't give a shit. That one was hilarious that we even allowed that. It's just an embarrassment. Imagine if even the tiny piece of, of trash from America floated over the Chinese airspace. It'd be knocked down in a second, bud. So look, that's a bit of my, my take on that. And uh, uh, just because I, I said Trump did a good move doesn't mean I'm a Trumpian. I just think, hey, he's more, of a, he's more of a human than Biden. It just makes Biden look more like a robot now. More just like a, a wandering, confused robot with, uh, or he's just a, he's a puppet who hopes to be a real boy one day because he's certainly not real. Um, yeah, avoiding it doesn't help. It really doesn't help. It doesn't help you on a, on a human side, and it certainly doesn't help your political career if he still thinks he has one. So, anyway, be good to each other. <laughs> Treat each other well. And uh, I hope you have a great day, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, catch you later.